always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Welcome to the Sober Dope Podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and I am really excited to kick off the new year. Um, it's January 18th. I wanted to wait for everyone to kind of get settled into the new year, for myself to get settled into the new year. And also, I wanted everyone to be kind of at the halfway point um, through their new year resolutions, through dry January. Because this is around the time when things get a little bit critical. And this is around the time when people kind of lose their enthusiasm for the new year. So I'm happy to be here today and share some insights. Um, I'm really excited about 2024. Thank you for everyone that showed endless support in 2023. We had a really fun year launching the Sober's Dope book. Um, campaigning for that working on art working on everything that sobriety allowed me to do and digging deep into the creative centers of myself to bring out the best of myself as i approach um the better half of um being 40 plus years old and um just like reconciling my life and just putting things in perspective and that's what this episode is kind of about putting our goals our dreams our um, expectations of what we want from ourselves into perspective you know um starting out every year you know we we have this kind of like high where we're really excited about transformation and changing and hitting these new goals but as we know scientifically and um psychologically people tend to default to their behaviors whether they be positive or negative we kind of default to our routines and behaviors and the things that were kind of our comfort zones i should say and um so this episode is not i don't really want to talk down to anyone or preach at anyone i just really want to talk to you friend to friend family to family it's just about Putting things in perspective and kind of what it means to really set a goal from a real special place. Putting things in perspective like life in the big picture. Um, it's hard to kind of focus on the big picture of life when we're going through the day to day, the nine to five and making money and putting food on the table. We tend to lose focus of our dreams, our passions, why we were put here. The things that we really want to do, the deep work, the important work. And we know addiction can take us away from any sense of recognizable consistency, goals, any progress, any momentum, anything. Like addiction is just totally a dead end. 
And um, so for anyone who doesn't know, you may be new to Sober's Dope but listening to this and saying, look, I just want to learn about Dry January and I just want to talk about this. My name And who is this guy? My name is Pop Buchanan. I am the founder of Sober's Dope. This, this is the official Sober's Dope podcast and only podcast. And you are talking and you're present with the official Sober's Dope brand. And I am the founder of Sober's Dope and I'm very proud of that. And um, you may see Sober's Dope online. It may be the shirts you may be seeing. You may be seeing the book everywhere. You may be seeing me talking. But Sober's Dope was founded by me. I'm a 44-year-old Brooklyn male from New York City who... um, Drug of choice is alcohol. I found sobriety in uh, December 15, 2012. I just recently celebrated 11 years sober. I'm really proud of that. And um, I'm the co-founder of an art company called Meta is Dope. I'm a music artist and um, co-founder of Grand Echelon Music, which is a music record label. And um, I use music as a way to express myself and... Um, kind of as I, you know, music to me is an extension of my recovery because I retired. I gave up music. I gave up a lot of stuff. My addiction brought me to a point in my life and, um, my early thirties and late twenties where I just was at such a rock bottom. I just gave up on myself and I didn't want to really exercise talents or anything like that. And a few years into my recovery, you know, my team said, you know, we got to do music pop. That's what we do. You know, that's just what we do. We always did it. Let's do it. We got to do our music. So, uh, when I think about my music, it's, I couldn't imagine even having the attention span to create at such a pace if i was still in my addiction so yes i'm a music artist and i give my uh talents all of the respect they deserve because they come from they are children they are uh uh reactions they are creations that stem from and spawn from my recovery right these things that I'm doing, the fact that I run an art company with my beautiful girlfriend, Jennifer, who's also recently sober, and I'm so excited about that, um, is amazing to me because it's like we really doing a damn thing. We get up every day, we make hundreds of pieces of art, with uh, we work on multiple projects, and you know, it just part of soap is dope is pushing, uh, the importance of using creativity to maximize and expand on your recovery a lot of us tend to get a little complacent in our recovery we tend to get bored and we tend to fail by living through comparison of what others are doing and we're preoccupied with what we think we should be doing and based on what our friends and everyone around us are doing and if we fall short of our imaginary expectations of what we think we should be doing based on what others are doing we get the press sad and then we get this kind of like fear of missing out mechanism and then as you know things tend to implode and we begin to beat ourselves up we feel like failures and then we develop this toxic mental self-talk about the things that we fear the things we can't do anxiety our shortcomings and again our fears and our um, apprehensions so um 
one of the reasons you know not to jump around too much but one of the reasons i wrote the sober is dope book is to help us with tools like affirmations where we could kind of reverse a lot of that negative programming but the podcast we love to talk about and we do this a lot we have episodes called about fear of missing out or the, the toxicity of living through comparison right and that depression so creativity and using creativity to guide yourself in a positive way it keeps you preoccupied uh it keeps you engaged and it 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 has the same dopamine release as any great thing like an accomplishment like uh, winning a race or winning the championship or winning something in daily fantasy winning a lottery winning a jackpot you know every time we have an accomplishment and we do something we're proud of our brain releases dopamine it's our reward center and we get those hits of dopamine and you know when you're not doing anything you don't really have nothing to write home about you know and you're not really hitting those peaks of excitement so you tend to get depressed you're not pushing your mind and your talents um in a progressive way and that's where extreme boredom comes from so i say all of that to emphasize the importance of staying creative while in recovery and pushing yourself past your limitations of what you think you can do and what you think you can't do right so for example i get up every day and i create something every day now i know you guys are like well you should create more podcasts because you've been a little bit kind of lax there but again i agree i have to you know 2024 I'm going to bring it for you guys. But again, sometimes I reset and I have to take time on the podcast because I always want to come with you guys with something new to say. And if I feel like I have nothing valuable to say, I'm going to chill for a bit and regroup and kind of bring some new life experiences. But for you, as far as creativity and using your creativity, you can push yourself past these um Um, limitations and get out of your comfort zone and i guarantee you i make you one promise if you use creativity as a template for um staying in the busyness of positivity and the busyness of recovery uh because you know they say busy tames the beast but how you get to busy is to be creative right there's a precursor there You have to be doing things and making things. So if it was your talent to draw, I would say draw all day. Go to contests, enter contests, you know, sell your art, turn your art into NFTs. If you're a writer, write, put out your books. You know, a lot of these book platforms now, they don't even charge you. You know, you could write and just literally upload a book like it's really easy. I remember last year when we dropped Sober is Dope. We had to go through the whole submission. We had to self-publish. We had to do all of this stuff. We had to pay. We had to make sure everything was right. And then like literally a year later, it was like, you don't got to do any of that no more. So they made it easier for people to enter the um, space of um, creative writing and writing in general. So if you're a writer, write. If you're if you're an artist, create art, music, do something. You know, um, if you're a teacher, teach. If you're a speaker, speak. If you're a dancer, dance. Right. The point is when we shut ourselves off and then we all we can think about is our drug of choice and getting high and getting effed up, 
what tends to happen is we just stay in this real dark kind of reality and i want y'all to stay in a bright space so dry january what is it and why is it important well dry january in a nutshell is it feeds off the new year's resolution it's the how you set off the new year and incentivize people to jumpstart their recovery process by testing the waters of their recovery and committing to stay sober for the month of january and the thing about that dry january is trending it's a trend people tend to follow trends but what happens when the trend kind of dies out around january 18th when people are not really talking about it no more it's not really you're not getting the same reaction you was getting from january 5th that you're getting on the 18th and now you tend to want to go out and your friends are starting to drink and people is not going to the gym as much and everybody's kind of defaulting back to their comfort zones What's going to keep you going and how are you going to stay motivated? Because although this is a trending activity, it's still a means to get you on the track where you can really have a really meaningful life and really set yourself up for extreme success, extreme fulfillment, because recovery promises fulfillment. It promises uh, it gives you a lot of gifts in the spirit, in your character, in your soul, in your charisms and your dreams and everything. Recovery has many aspects, but it's a very beautiful thing. And it's something that all of us should be proud of right you know um we all did deal with stuff every day you have people out there that's addicted to sugar you have people out there addicted, addicted to sex uh addicted to crime addicted to porn you have people out there addicted to food addicted to sugar addicted to alcohol addicted to hard drugs like heroin and fentanyl and crack and cocaine and methamphetamines and benzodiazepines and all of these different things out there so all of us is on the spectrum we're always going to be addicted or drawn to something we're humans right we have these brains our brains like really kind of bug out on our reward centers and we love to do the things that we love to do even when it's detrimental to us like drugs and alcohol right so it gets to a point where a lot of this is not fun anymore so dry january and new year's resolutions are means to get to the next level but what happens when the thrill dies out when it's no longer fun or what really happens on february 1st what happens february 5th what happens on valentine's day when you're going out on that date and you're forgetting about dry january and you're like i'm just gonna have a glass of wine right i did dry january what i don't want dry drink dry january to be is um an excuse for someone just to get into something because it's trending with the expectation of just doing it for january because that's good it's good to have that entry level i'm not knocking it in any way i'm not anti-dry january i have no weird angle like that i'm just saying like don't go into it like it's a january thing go into it like it's a really beautiful initiation into a long-term plan Give yourself a commit to a certain amount of time. I'm using dry January as a means to get myself into a better place. And I'm going to commit to six months. I'm going to commit to a year. So you already psychologically prime yourself to be prepared for um, getting past those initial 30 days. 
don't just go in there thinking it's just a 30-day thing. It's trending. It's going to be cute. I have the T-shirt. I'm in the forums. I'm in the chats. I'm, I'm po I post my. I got my little two or three posts out of it. Yeah, I did that thing. You know, it's kind of like, look, addiction kills people. It's something that's really dark. It's something that's really messed up. That's the only reason I'm on this podcast speaking to you about sobriety and about sober being dope and that next level step that we take in our life to become our full potential and to be what we were meant to be and to have a life that's full of peace with less apprehension and less mental illness and less depression and sadness and less addiction and just compulsion like addiction is really a messed up thing and if you're a person that struggles with addiction and you are inspired by something like a new year's resolution in dry january i want you to take this opportunity to level up your life to the permanently i don't want this to be a 30-day thing i want this to be a lasting thing so the point of this episode is how do we get there and the first thing i want to talk about is when you're at this point in January 18th, 19th, 20th, right? You might be listening to this episode and it's like somewhere in January. We're, we're almost two weeks out. Let's a little bit old. We're, we're almost, yeah, about two weeks out. And you might be losing your inspiration. I want you to remember the darkness of where the addiction or whatever you was trying to get away from remember that remember that reality just remember before january 1st remember 20 let's think about 2023 and think about how addiction in any capacity like jammed you up in 2023 and why it's important to use dry january your new year's resolution to really reprogram yourself and get to that next level in 2024 and why that's important because you know you have people in different spectrums of and uh, realities, right? You have someone who in 2023 was maybe diagnosed with liver disease or diagnosed with kidney disease or pancre pancreas disease or something, and they can't drink. And then they have this inspiration and now they're in 2024 and they're doing dry January and they kind of like forget about the darkness of 2023 and how far they come. You have someone who could have almost died or maybe tried to commit suicide or almost gotten to, or maybe almost killed someone else in a car accident because they were drinking and driving. You may have someone who broke up a marriage or destroyed a relationship that was important because they couldn't stop drinking and doing drugs and they was problematic and they're trying to use jam dry january alcohol and drugs are so crazy there's thousands of scenarios that i could speak to you about that's similar to that so when the dust settles and it's january 18th and you like oh okay i can have a drink or i can't wait till the february 1st so i could go party you're missing the whole point right this is not a trend just like sobriety seems like it's trending, it's a way of life. It's life or death for many of us. It's not a trend, it's just life or death. We either we we stay sober or we die. There's no in-between, especially for Mr. Pop Buchanan. If I pick up a drink, I will no longer be this human being that's standing here. I will immediately become a very dark, messed up, dis discombobulated uh person that's existing i'll be sad i'll be uh, um uh how should i say what's the words that i could think back i gotta think dig dig deep into myself about what i was feeling when i was in my addiction i'll be full of rage and uh, i'll be vengeful i'll be 
bitter. I was uh, t- angry, disappointed in myself, embarrassed. I was um, ashamed. I was dealing with a lot of fear and guilt and frustration. And I, I felt like everyone was out to get me and everyone was judging me and it was everyone's fault. And I didn't take accountability and I was depressed and I was broken and I just felt limited. I felt tiny and small and I was like collapsing and imploding in this dark, dark black hole and it was never ending and I just could not dig myself out and I thought I was done. I thought I would die and I just gave up and I just never believed and I just started just embracing the darkness and I needed to drink and drink and smoke and smoke just to feel alive. But although it was killing me, I always felt like I was dying and then that just perpetually just kept going, just perpetually kept going. That's what I felt when I dig into the memory of what I was feeling in the darkness of my addiction. It was just this nasty, toxic cycle of just despair and anger and frustration and just rage and hatred and and towards myself and everyone. I was just mad that I I, I just re- I was reduced via my addiction to this low level, this low vibrational frequency of sadness and despair and pain and all of that. That. Me being here talking to you is just a miracle. And quite honestly, I never want to go back to that. So I can't play. And when I say it's life and death, life or death for many of us is not trending. Although my goal is to make sober is though really trending and the concept of sobriety trending. But it has to be with the understanding that we're coming from an extremely dark place and we're trying to help deliver people from hell into a beautiful reality. There's nothing funny about addiction. There's nothing cute about it. You know, I'm from New York City, man, and our city is not the same anymore. It's like apocalyptic almost when when you're talking about homelessness, uh, mental health and mental illness and addiction. You see it now in real time. Before, when I was coming up, it was more like very insulated. You'll see, or very sporadic. You'll see someone that was out of sorts, mentally unstable, dealing with some form of insanity or mental illness, and addiction took them to the deep end. And you're just like, wow, that's so sad. Look at that person. Now, when you go on our trains in New York City and you go on the streets and you're in the public, you're seeing hundreds of people just out of it man it's like really i I have this thing and you know shout out to um a lot of my friends in recovery we don't like comparing someone in addiction to a zombie we don't believe that people are zombies we don't like to even stick we watch stigmas and judgment and labels but i'm saying in new york city what i've have been seeing has been truly apocalyptic man it's truly um dystopian almost man it's just sad it's just crazy how dark we're seeing human condition and how you're seeing people just like smoking and drinking and doing drugs on the train sleeping on the train just totally just like not just just go just like three or four people in a car and five people on a platform and two people on the street it's hundreds of people 
And it all starts from mental illness and addiction and pain and anxiety and stress and fear. And it starts from these places where per the, the world, the, a person feels like the world gave up on them. Then it, something happens to them to change them, their brain in some way. It's a trauma response of some pain, something that was really bad. Maybe it was a death, maybe it was abuse, maybe it was a breakup, but who knows? Then they go to the streets and they start to use and you start off where you start off as a normal person. I'm just drinking my pain away. I'm just smoking my pain away. I'm just shooting and snorting my pain away. I'm just consuming things to take this pain away. And then it snowballs into this transformational process where you lose yourself and you tear apart the fabric, the, 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 frag, the fabric of who you are. Spiritually, mentally, psychologically On all of these things And then you just really implode Then a stranger like myself Comes on the train and sees you And sees like oh my god Like this person's out of it Like they just look like they this. Where do we start How do we help Where Where does it like How do we fix this How is this legal that a person That could be addicted to the point To where they're this broken And then their mind goes. So now when you see like addiction takes your mind, you're seeing symptoms of early Alzheimer's or really mental derangement in young people who's using and they lose themselves. You know, I saw this beautiful human being the other day. This guy came up to me. He was asking for money. He couldn't speak. He seemed like he had some disability. He seemed like he'd been through a lot. And I'm like, man, this guy should be in Hollywood, man. He was totally out of it, man totally looked like he lost everything even his mind he even had the sense you could see through his clothing that he was once like you could see the 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 you could see that he was put together in his homelessness but totally homeless like, just what he was wearing you're like this guy must have been someone he still is someone great but i'm just saying like where what was his story what part of addiction and mental health brought this guy to such a low level and how does it happen and you know me i'm 11 years removed from this stuff so i'm kind of like wow man this hurts when you see what this does on the street when you see it in real time i'm telling you guys there's something to get on the podcast and talk about recovery and all of that and we got different levels to it you know a lot of us is like yeah pop we in recovery we working we chilling you know we got the kids and our you know i've been six years sober five years sober yo man you know it's that's one level to it but then it's this other level of those people who slipped who slipped through the cracks and they couldn't find their recovery and they didn't get to AA and NA and they just got a bad batch of something that they lost it, man. They lost their mind. The addiction took them all the way to hell and you see it in real time and you start to realize this is a spiritual war. This is not a game. This is something real crazy because it's, this is too many people and not all of these people are bad people. It's like... It's easy when you see one isolated person to be like, oh, they probably, they, they, they bad. They could have did something wrong. They should have listened to their parents. They messing with drugs. You try to trivialize someone else's demise be, just to make you comfortable and to make sense of it. That's easy. That's a normal human response. Look at them. They did bad. They're bad people. I can't, you know, I'm happy that's not me. Look at them. But when you see a hundred of them in, in a day, 
then you start to say, well, it can't be everyone is bad. It can't be every there's something playing a greater there's a bigger game going on, man. It's like these drugs and this alcohol and this stuff that the stuff that's in the system that's out there. This shit transforms you and takes you to hell. It, it, it breaks apart your soul and it takes your mind, man. When you're talking about losing your mind and losing your consciousness and your sanity and the, the idea of who you are, the ability to speak and form words and bathe and walk and, and do things normal, that is... That, that should be a behavior and whatever mechanisms allow that behavior, all of that should be illegal. I, I also want to say I hate the fact that marijuana is legal and I, I don't mean the people who need it for medication. I'm not talking about the mental health community. I'm not talking about the organic community. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about kids. I'm starting to see kids rolling, smoking weed on trains and kids man like like have rolling papers and pens the other day it messed because I, I have this rare condition called chemical sensitivity and hyperosmia i can't deal with strong chemicals and stuff so i'm on a train coming from work i'm on a long island railroad i'm for like again i'm a new yorker guy so you know i take the long island railroad to work so I'm on a long railroad and I smell like the strawberry thing, but I'm like feeling lightheaded and it smells like weed and stuff. And I'm like, I get up, man. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and smell some shit and not just address it. So I need to know what changed in my environment so I could protect myself. So I get up and I'm walking, and I'm peeking around like, what's that smell? And I see this kid and the kid is sitting in the corner and I could smell the smell coming off of him. And I'm like, oh, he got a wee pen. And you know, your piece on the train by himself. His parents probably don't know he's smoking. This kid's smoking a straight up wee pen. They put like a hundred, a thousand to two thousand milligrams of concentrated THC oil in a pen that you could just screw together, charge with a thing and then smoke it on a train. Or anywhere you want. You could just like literally go in the bathroom, take a puff. Like it's like crazy. I remember growing up, it was like, yo, to light a cigarette, you have to actually light it. It'll smoke. You have to smoke and you'll get caught. Now it's just like these guys could just like take a quick puff and like all you'll smell is some fragrance. But it's like they're getting high. He was a kid. And I ain't say nothing to him. I mean, I have to live and let live. I'm not the soberest dope guy to come around and start talking to people in public about what they're doing. Unless it's a person that just looks like they need the help and they're receptive. I'm just I learned to buy my business and kind of let people figure it out. Um, cause you don't know, like I, I didn't want no stranger coming up to me and just giving me a hard time when I was doing my thing. I just kind of like, you know, I'll be kind to people like, you know, but seeing that I was like, yo, that's a gateway drug, man. That kid, by the time he turns 18, is not going to be able to respond to the high of the marijuana. He's going to start seeking something stronger. So the fact that they legalized it, it's like, okay, cool. But it's like, nah, it's not cool to say. I feel bad about it all. Because I'm saying, I'm seeing this influx of people that I'm starting to see, like, what's causing these in, this influx? So you take this legal stuff that they got. Now they're talking about the mushrooms and psilocybin, which all of this stuff has, like, therapeutic stuff and you start mixing it with the drinks and the whiskey and the shots and trigger warning to anyone and then you know now you got kids who's drinking smoking or adults who smoking drinking doing this and that and blah, blah, blah. 
Now, I'm totally for harm reduction, using marijuana to get off heroin and all of that. I get it. I get the California sober thing. I'm, I don't beef with people. This is not that. Sober is dope. It's not judgmental. I'm not, like, upset that marijuana is legal. I'm just saying, guys, listen, all of this stuff is going to have an effect on the person in the future. It's going to have an effect on us. So we just have to be mindful. Now, going back to what I was talking about. Being in New York City and seeing the reality of what this addiction is doing to people in real time, it reinforces why I'm on this podcast and it reinforces why I'm asking you. Now, think about what I'm saying. I said all of that to say this. It reinforces why I'm asking you to take your New Year's resolutions and your dry January commitments seriously. And this may be that one shot you have to say, I did it back in 2024. I committed in January to stop drinking, stop doing the drugs that was messing me up, right? Because I look at it like dry January applies to everything, man. You know, I don't know if clean January is trending, but we all know sober, sober, man. It's like if your drug of choice is weed, then do dry January and cut the weed. If weed doesn't bother you, then cool. I have no problem with weed. Weed is like, I don't have a problem like that. Like if weed is your thing, cool. I just have a problem with kids. And all right. So my thing is, if alcohol is not your thing and it's heroin, then yeah, enjoy your alcohol. But let's be mindful of heroin and let's do dry January to try to get some help and go to detox and stuff, right? But every little opportunity, every little trend, every little holiday, every little resolution, every little New Year's is a new opportunity for you to take your life to the next level and extend that vibe throughout the whole year. So let's use dry January now. It's January 18th. By the time you're hearing this, it may be January 18th or January 19th or January 20th. Listen, you're, we're almost through January. Let's reinforce our New Year's resolutions together today in this moment. Yo, listen, maybe I've been wavering. Maybe I've been thinking about, maybe I relapsed a bit, right? Because I didn't make a strong commitment. I just said, I'm going to try the Jan dry January thing, but I may have slipped here and there. Get back on a wagon. Let's use this moment. Let's use now as a chance to kind of set the record straight for yourself and make a stronger commitment. Now, that's for dry January. For your New Year's resolutions, let's do the same thing. I mean, I ain't even had that. My, my, my resolutions this year was deep. What was it? It was like... I think my resolutions this year was business related and committing myself to doing more, to being more active. I wanted to do a second book this year. I wanted to publish a, my next book, my next sober book. I don't know what it's going to be yet. I have one done called Sober 100, but I don't know. Somewhere along the line, I just was like, I don't know if that should be it. I kind of want to just, I don't want to do something so, like, I just kind of want to, I'm still feeling the vibe on that. Um, but I do want to drop a book this year. I want to do a documentary this year. Those are my resolutions. I wanted to be consistent with the music this year and um, just like really staying committed because I was half ass in my music for a while, meaning that I just wasn't on a consistent release schedule. But that's kind of like poppy, nerdy, kind of pop you can and business stuff. That's not, that's not your, it's not about you. 
But why I tell you this is because somewhere within that you could relate and you could kind of take some of the things I'm saying and say, I understand what Pop's saying. It's these things that I kind of really need to do, but I just don't do them. And we need to do them. And I think like if you commit to something and you have a resolution, do it. Let's do it. And not let's not let like you get removed from the New Year's and your your resolutions and your dreams and the commitments you make. And then you start to default back to your regular behavior. Then next thing you know, 2025 come and you like well i kind of didn't do nothing this is the year i feel like all of us can level up if you're listening and you're part of the sober's dope community yo level up your sobriety use your sobriety and your recovery to do build your dreams stay creative just become a different person man let's get that money let's get that paper let's get that abundance let's use our recovery to really bring our families and everyone around us to a higher vibration also this is the year where you got to be honest with you. Like I'm trying, I'm on the same journey, guys. I'm the type, like I supposed to be on some smooth super diet right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I have to, I, I'm not, I supposed to be respecting my sleep patterns. And because I'm get, I'm such a night owl because I have this job where I work from three to 11. So when I get home, I tend to stay up to about four or five in the morning and go to bed and get back up and do it all again. Because I have things to run. I have to come home and work on Sober is Dope. I have to come home and work on Meta is Dope. I have to do these things. But it's part of my dreams. Those are 2023's resolutions. Yo, yo, I need you to build Meta is Dope. We have to stay consistent. We have to do more with Sober is Dope. We have to make sure we try to get the book to as many people. You have to work out. Now, I did some good things in 2023. I, I worked out. I built muscle. I, I, I launched Grand Echelon with my partner Snudge. Uh, I launched, you know, I, we, we built a whole new year on Meta's Dope with Jen. Um, Sober's Dope has been doing well. We built out the Sober's Dope Instagram and we did a lot of good things. We brought more people into the community. We spread the message. Now, this year has its own unique challenges. But with me, it's always the game of health. How can I be healthier? How can I stop doing things that don't align with my longevity? And I know all the science and stuff. So why am I not always consistent? Um, you know, how to be a little bit more outgoing and kind of like more and, you know, more connected to people. Those are my issues I'm dealing with. I'm asking you to figure out your issues that you're dealing with and how you're going to take all of these different aspects of your shortcomings and say how like in the character defects like like we like to say how do we take these things and we transform them and take it to the next level it starts with honesty it starts with setting clear goals right define specific achievable goals for your dry january for your new year's resolution um they and just like whatever it is improving your health enhancing relationships or personal growth set clear goals like my goals is clear i don't worry about the steps to get to them i just say i want to do a documentary this year i want to drop a second book this year I want to put out two or three or four. I want to put out six or seven singles this year, probably two or three music videos this year. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff that I have to do that I won't bore you with. But that's that's the idea. Have these big overarching ideas. But the number one thing for me is I want to maintain my sobriety, maintain my recovery, uh, maintain my mental health and don't 
put myself in situations would that wouldn't really nurture my mental health so that's why i don't hang out around with a lot of people because i feel like when you get connected with too many people you get caught up in too many different realities and other people's worlds and you know then eventually drama proliferates and you're like ah so i'm very discretionary on who i deal with and how i deal with them i'm very cautious about where i go and why i go i'm very hard to get in touch with or to get out the house or get out of that kind of like bubble i built because i'm a person in recovery and i can't play games with people or i don't want to be around too much stuff and i like to pick and choose the things that i love and i master the things that make me happy and the things that i love and because i'm not a prisoner of fomo and the fear of missing out and i don't live through comparison i don't worry about what other people are doing i mastered or i'm in the process of mastering what activities make me happy keep me creative and keep me in a state of sobriety and momentum and do all of these things nurture my soul and my spirit and my creative calling and am i happy with doing these things and while doing these things do i miss anything else that's my focus and i found the core things that I like to include in my life and behavior patterns so I uh, I feel complete and whole as long as I'm doing these things that I set out to do I feel whole because I'm being honest and I'm nurturing my soul I'm nurturing my recovery I'm nurturing my creativity and I'm complacent with not following the crowd and I just very comfortable with being the best Joseph Pop Buchanan that I can be and that helps me to be the best sober person I can be because I set these clear goals and I try to follow through with them. And that's what I want you to do. I just want you to say, yo, the urgency level is high. We were we just came out of a major pandemic. We've been dealing. We, had, we went through a lot in the last three or four years. You know, um, I want to take a moment to say rest in peace to my friend Dennis. Um, one of my childhood friends, Dennis, passed away. I just found out. He was old. He was older than me. He was a little bit older than my brother. Um, Dennis was a great man. He just came into my head. You know, it's one of those things to say. Let's count our blessings, right? Dennis was young. He couldn't be. He wasn't even sixty yet. Dennis had to be. Had been. Um, if I'm forty-four, he probably was like. Yeah, he could have been close to the 58, 55, but I still feel like 50 and 60 is young. I'm tired of seeing people dying so young. And look, not for nothing, drinking, doing drugs will damage your life and you will die young if you don't stop. So it's another reason to stay sober. Look, I'm not the healthiest guy in the world, right? I, I, I'm very, I, I put all this pressure on myself. Right? I try everything, keto diet, vegan diet. Um, anti-inflammatory diet, Mediterranean diet, uh, water diet, fasting diet, sunlight diet, damn it, apple cider vinegar diet, fruit diet, breatharians, all this stuff, meditation diet. Yeah, look, the bottom line is all of those different things that I try, it makes me a more well-rounded person. And although I don't always perfect it, it definitely, those behaviors builds my discipline and keeps me further away from my drug of choice. I challenge myself. So I want you to challenge yourself. Also create a support system, right? How do you maintain dry January? How do you honor your new year's resolutions? You build and create a support system. You share your resolutions with your friends and family, who could offer you encouragement and consider joining support groups and seek professional help when needed. 
that's the tip. So remember, seek clear goals, create a support system. Also establish, try to establish healthy habits, right? So this is as far as drinking alcohol, whatever you want to do for your New Year's resolution. It could be cutting out sugar, it could be stop eating meat, going plant-based. Replace drinking routines or just toxic routines with positive habits like exercise, meditating, um, hobbies, uh, and also structure your day to minimize triggers. We always talk about that. So one of the biggest things I see that causes people to fail during dry January or New Year's resolutions, this is important, is you don't know enough about like addiction or recovery science to help you maintain the momentum because so so i remember i used to try to do these like new year's resolutions i'm not drinking i knew nothing about the 12 steps i knew nothing about uh sponsors i knew nothing about support groups i knew nothing about other people having these problems i knew nothing about it was no recovery books around besides the big book you know recovery wasn't trending to 11 12 years ago when i first got sober or when i was in my addiction it was like literally someone would have to tell you about aa you have to find one and kind of go it was nothing online it was like real small the sober community was tiny man and around you know it started I, even when i started sober is dope about eight years ago it was still kind of like well i'm pushing it i don't know if sober is dope eight years old maybe six i know we're like six or seven years old but anyway when we started sober is dope it was like we was one of the early guys. They had some stuff out there. That sober guy was out there. There was a few other people out there. If I could remember, but it wasn't that many of us online. I know um, Jen Elizabeth was doing some stuff. Um, it was the early days, man, when I was in recovery. My man, Martin Garcia from Recover Yourself. It wasn't like today where so many recovery podcasts and people recovering out loud and sober is dope is trending and sober is sexy is trending and sober motivation is trending and sober vibes is trending and sober black girls and sober this, sober that. Uh, you know, all of these people, my friends, Recover Yourself, the Sober Curator, um, the fucking Sober Podcast with Katie Mack, Creative Sober with um, uh, uh, May. And um, it's just so many people missing me shout out to missing me in the creative sober podcast um there's so many of us out there and if i forget anyone you know it's just a lot um sobriety queen queen connie um you got my man quentin venny from equity you got brandon be happy you got the sober um what's my girls uh mercy bell and them we got it's just so many people you know shout out to big mood coach who passed away in 2023 um damn man it's just been, it's been a hell of a two-year process just the last two years of the year and a half 2023 was ill uh, we did lose some good people uh so anyway i'm saying all of this is that you have to you have to maintain community you have to celebrate your milestones you have to stay committed you have to find your group you have to find your tribe you have to know that um this may just be that one period in your life where you made a commitment in regards to your health and your mental health that set the foundation for you to thrive for the next 50 years because people live and die fast and sometimes when you see someone die you say to yourself 
what was the point where they knew if they changed this behavior things could be different for them and they didn't and let me give you an example there's periods in your life where you'll go to a doctor and a doctor say you have pre-diabetes right you should change your life you leave the doctor you don't take it seriously you develop type 2 diabetes type 2 diabetes causes an onset an onset of a host of other things like metabolic syndrome and you gaining too much weight and then you have to go on insulin and you not being able to do certain things and you again gaining more weight getting more sluggish you're still eating a lot of sugar you starting to lose you know your heart your heart disease sets in and you die young right just scenario now that's an example of when you had this advice or this guidance where you could have made a change that allowed you to thrive but instead of you kept doing the same toxic thing and eventually you die doctor you go to the doctor doctor say you have you have uh your heart doesn't look good you got to make some lifestyle changes you need to exercise more you need to stop drinking alcohol because we know alcohol is a big problem with heart disease. You need to stop smoking and you need to slow down on eating too much meat and maybe eat more vegetables. And then you leave the doctor, you do this for about two or three months, then you stop. Two years later, you don't know why you don't feel too well that you dropped out of a heart attack. And if someone says, oh man, they was a really good guy and they died so young and we all feel bad. But only you in the universe know that, yo, the doctor told you, you had the chance to make the change. You didn't make the right adjustment and therefore you got hurt in the future. So the point is the decisions we make today may be the one thing to save our life in the future, in the near future, because you could keep doing some toxic shit now and die as a result of it very soon. Or you could make the change. Now, this is not a fair mongering podcast. You're going to die if you drink alcohol and do drugs. That's not what this is. What I'm saying is it's a reality that alcohol and drugs kill people and it deteriorates your health and sets you up for all type of problems later on in life. All type of stuff. So I'm saying, like, let's just all try our best to do everything we can to maintain recoveries to stay away from our doc which is our drug of choice to stay involved with professionals or people within the community that can help guide us and be inspirations such as listening to podcasts reading books being part of groups and having a sponsor maybe going to some type of meetings and stuff but just put yourself in a position to win now this is for anyone that's new or the person that got 10 years or 20 years in i'm telling you i know people with 50 years in a recovery they still gotta they still have to focus they have to make decisions like this is not a game you know i never listen to somebody speak about recovery like i know that that's that's old dudes i listen to everything with new ears because you might just hear it differently that one time and again, I didn't want to do the podcast today specifically, but I looked at the date and said, now is the time because I know people are losing their motivation for their New Year's resolutions. I know people are losing their motivation for their dry January. People are starting to get weary. People are not talking about it. So this episode is going to be how to maintain dry January commitments, how to really refuel your New Year's resolutions and recommit to recovery and the long-term process of healing and transformation. Now, I really wish I could memorize that. That's kind of a good title, but it's probably going to be shorter. 
but that was tight off the top. But anyway, man, you listen to Sober is Dope. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. I love you guys. Look, the podcast is not here to scold you, to talk down to you. I can't talk down to anyone. I'm a... I was a mess, man. I'm still kind of a mess, but it's a sober mess, and I like sober mess. Sober mess is cool. Um, addictive mess, eh, not too fun, right? Eh, not too fun. But um, I'm here to tell you guys that you're worthy. Uh, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. Don't minimize yourself. Don't minimize yourself. The number one thing I could say is like, don't talk shit to yourself. Don't talk shit about yourself. Watch your mind, man. You're a winner. Be a winner. Whether you losing, whether you feel like losing, whether you're not there, you're a winner. You're worthy. You're no different from somebody with a million dollars that's doing everything right, that has the fancy car, they clean, they doing their thing. If you're not where you want to be in life, that's okay, man. You can always get there. You're one decision away, one motivation away one good night sleep away and good idea away from transforming everything about yourself you know so um i don't want you minimizing yourself i don't want you feeling super bad about the mistakes you may have made i don't want you doubting yourself i don't want you hating yourself I don't want you stuck in shame. I don't want you stuck in fear. I don't want you stuck. Okay. I want you just to know God, or if you don't believe in God, something created us or we manifested in some poetic way to be here now in this way. It's a true miracle just to be here now in the middle of the Milky Way in this way, where I could be transmitting to you via a computer that you're going to process as a podcast or audio cast and listen to me on a transmission speaking to you about things that's eternal and things that's real where all we have all we have is each other in the middle of the milky way here and now we're the witnesses of each other's existence you validate me i validate you we were put here to be great we was put here to explore we was put here to create we was put here to love and to grow through love and compassion and to help each other thrive in our limited existence in this form we do not get to live a long time max 100 120 years that we're out of here but our spirit moves on and we want to nurture our spirit while here so we could grow in a beautiful capacity to the next level we're here together things like addiction are here to harm us things like drugs and alcohol are not here to help us things like junk food is not here to help us things like toxic people are not here to help us toxic ideas Toxic sex, toxic everything is not here to help us. We have to simplify our lives and just be like, look, I just want to live a life where I'm happy. I have people around me that I love. I have love for my fellow humans. I'm not putting nothing in my body that's going to mess with my mental health like drugs and alcohol. I'm going to thrive. I'm going to find peace of mind. And I'm going to help everyone grow around me through the vibration of love, wholeness, and completion. That's it. These are the, these is, this is what's important. So when you focus on some type of spiritual pursuit, like religion or God or whatever, that's important. There's nothing wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. You know, when you're trying to meditate and pray and study yoga and like get in shape and exercise and run and 
Nothing wrong with that. When you're creating and writing and building and having, you know, loving and making kids and loving and telling stories and building succession and legacy, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's go back to the simple things that's beautiful and the things that we would put here to truly do. Getting high and fucked up all day, excuse my language, is not your higher calling. We don't need to really always run from our trauma and our pain. It's okay. Part of it is someone telling you it's okay to face your trauma and pain and find people around you that love you enough that could be compassionate. If there's no one around you that loves you and you have no one in your life you could talk to, inbox me on Soap is Dope. No one around me loves me. There's no one on the planet I could talk to. Can you talk to me, Pop? I'll talk to you. We'll figure it out. I can love you. Why not? I hope you love me. All we have is love. You're listening to Soap is Dope. Let's crush our dry crush our dry January goals and let's use them to springboard us throughout the whole year in a positive sober way let's crush our new year's resolutions let's recommit let's reestablish them today all right for anyone out there that um are is benefiting from legal marijuana or anything like that this episode was not to alienate you when i said i don't like marijuana being legal what i really meant to say is i don't like kids using like doing that at all i don't like that when i see kids out there i'm like that's wrong because i was a kid who was smoking and it wasn't legal and it messed me up later on i think that had a lot to do with me drinking had a lot to do with my dysfunction and i just one of my biggest mistakes ever is i wish i was a kid that wasn't smoking weed and it was just my friends brought it to me and i it wasn't in my house or nothing like that. I just got caught up and it just was a negative experience for me. I just hated that. So the, the, I always tell my girlfriend that she's the only one I'm t- I tell this and now I'm telling you. The biggest regret I ever had. I just wish I never smoked weed as a kid. I probably would have went to Harvard and all that. I just I couldn't focus after I started smoking. I just was like, I got by. I got good grades and I did everything and I went to school and all of that. But I just felt like I just barely got by. Like I was like, what, like my brain. I was fried, man. And you know, mo- all of us is fried. It was all my friends. We all did the same thing. We were kids, man. We smoked. We drank. We had fun. We was in college. We wild out. But my thing was, it's like, I just like, man, I wish there was, I just didn't do it. It was no one there to tell me, like, I just did what I wanted to do. You can't tell kids what to do. Um, But it wasn't no one out there really saying it was bad and wasn't cool, right? Well, one of my brothers was trying to get me off of this stuff, but that's neither here or there. And so that's what I meant about that. Like, if I don't have, I'm not alienating nobody. There's people, there's people out there that need to smoke. I don't have a problem with marijuana unless it's your drug of choice. That's my only thing. Like I don't have a problem with none of this shit as long as it's not destroying you, right? There's people that can have a drink and they're fine. I'm not asking everyone to stop drinking. I, I, I can, I will like to say to people, hey, we do have science now that does suggest that alcohol has no health benefits and it destroys the body. Hey, it's the only one of the only things that could pass the blood and brain barrier and also proliferate a cell. So alcohol could get into your cells, man. It's one of those few things that could get into your cells. So it's bad. It's not good. There's no health benefits to it. You might have some minor health benefits because of the byproducts of whatever, like wine because of the grapes and, you know, but 
science already proved that the alcohol kind of destroys all the antioxidants and stuff so it's kind of just probably the mental health aspects the idea of relaxing which could be the placebo where you drink alcohol and it's the placebo that makes you think that you're relaxing when you're really not because they they have a study that also suggests that hours after drinking your anxiety level shoots back through the roof even higher so it's kind of like this resilient springboard effect where you drink to calm down and a day or two later you more anxious than you ever been like you keep getting more anxious so it's like not the answer in any capacity for anyone so i'm glad it's not trending no more and i'm so happy that people are starting to wake up like i you, you're starting to like i give you a perfect example and i'm out of here y'all but this is the good news about recovery so my mom you know she's in retirement she's a cancer survivor she's a warrior she's sober i love my mom she's a man she's the toughest person i know next to my girlfriend right so my mom uh my mom loves her non-alcoholic wine the fray and stuff and all of this stuff and i remember when we used to go on instacart we could always order her like whether it's her non-alcoholic beers or her non-alcoholic wine and stuff this stuff is good stuff we get my mom high quality stuff you know it's no bullshit it's like the, there's really non-alcoholic wines out there like fray and stuff for people who just they don't want to drink alcohol now we it's every day is sold out we can't get the stuff like it's all sold out like if you go on instacart and you try to order like non-alcoholic beverage it'd be really sold out and i'll be trying to explain to my mom that's such a good thing because now i'm starting to see the trend this guy sent me a picture today from the supermarket because we was trying to get my mom some um specific non-alcoholic wine and then i said well, just get me some Klaus Hammer, the non-alcoholic German beer, right? For my mom, right? And he took a picture of the beer section and it was all full. And he took a picture of the non-alcoholic section and it was just empty. Every row, every rack was empty. It was nothing there. And I was like, you know what, man? that warmed my heart because it shows you that as a culture and as a society we're starting to get into this kind of like i would say for lack of better term herd understanding like herd immunity but herd consciousness understanding where we're as a group as a collective is starting starting to have one common um end result of how we think about alcohol is like this is probably not the best thing for us and it's probably something i shouldn't be putting in my body the science is kind of overwhelming it makes people really ugly it destroys too many people and it just zaps the life out of so many people so let's like become more disenchanted with the idea of these damn drugs of choices and just get back to like all right let me find the things in my life that i can do that doesn't totally mess me up and let me just find a semblance of some peace and leave it at that right because the old guard is falling man these the fallen monuments the old shit the budweiser all of that shit's garbage man it's all crap so you listen to sober's dope now all i'm saying to you is this is a new year so let's make the most of it i want you to take your resolutions and your goals and you set them and you take it so serious and you reestablish yourself and you recommit and stop playing games don't think about what your friends are doing don't worry about fitting it set you know like you know blending in with people when you go out be proud yo i don't drink man that's it 
What do y'all have? They have non-alcoholic beverages at every establishment now. Like, if it's a cool establishment, they'll have something there for you. Like, just say, what's your non-alcoholic menu look like? Talk to the bartenders when you go out. You don't have to be out of place. These guys can make really cool mocktails. You can still have fun without getting drunk and stupid. And then, guess what? You still have your consciousness. You still have your memories and everything the next day. For everyone out there who has some years and you've been in recovery and you're listening to this and like, Pop, I know a lot of this. You have even more of a a commitment to make because you have to really take these years and this kind of recovery that you have under your belt and, and dust yourself off and recommit to how do you take things to the next level. I think everyone should have a podcast that's in recovery. I think everyone should be out there recovering out loud. Tell your story. How can you use your progress to reignite and re-excite your life, right? You know, there's so many of us who get jaded in our recovery. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they run around toxic and upset with the world because they can't have a drink, but they want to take all of the props. I'm sober. I'm happy, but you're miserable. You're not doing shit with your recovery and you're making other people miserable. I see it online. I fight with people all day. You know, you'll post something positive about recovery and they got to tell you their story and why your post is bull. And I'm like, bro, why are you upset? Like, if you're in recovery, why you have all of this rage and anger is something you're leaving on the table. So I say that so we can emphasize whether you have one day of recovery, whether you're in active addiction, whether you have 100 days in recovery. We all have stuff to work on. Everyone could use dry January as a chance to reevaluate why you're sober, why you're in recovery. And we can use our New Year's resolutions to figure out how to get extremely better than we were last year and how we could really become better people this year how we could love each other more how we could love ourselves more forgive ourselves more and try to take everything positive about recovery and spread the joy to everyone around us and to everything around us and everything that we do remember creativity is the precursor to being busy busy tames the beast but you need to be creative find your creative calling don't give up on yourself. Watch that toxic mental chatter. Go get the Sober is Dope book. We got 365 affirmations in there that can help you challenge that negativity that you say to yourself when you doubt yourself. Man, I ain't shit. Man, I'm a failure. Man, I'm, I wish this. I know I'm ashamed of myself. I wish I could do this. You got to reverse that. I'm awesome. I'm blessed. I'm a winner. I'm an all-star. I got this. I'm a crush this year. 2024 was designed for me to excel. I'm bigger than my limitations. I can. I can. I can go viral. I can be viral. My love is gone viral. Use all of the affirmations in the Sober Dope book. Take your life to the next level. Don't forget, leave a review on the Sober is Dope podcast. If you're someone who purchased the Sober is Dope book and it helped you, leave a review on Amazon. Check out our Sober is Dope shop. We got a bunch of new merchandise on Amazon. We migrated our store from SoberIsDope.net and just put it all everything back on Amazon. I just wanted it to be a place where people could trust and just go there and get stuff from Sober is Dope. We registered our brand on Amazon, so you could go to Sober is Dope, type in Sober is dope and clothing and apparel and you'll see hundreds of items come up please support all of the proceeds go back into the podcast and helping us with
with the documentary, the books, and then we want to set up a 5013C this year. Takes parts of Sober is Dope to the nonprofit sector so we could give back. You're listening to Sober is Dope. I made a commitment years ago to do this podcast until I'm 60. Right. So we got a long way to go. I also made a commitment to not give up to stay um, um, alcohol free. That's my drug of choice. I do not drink. I do not think about drinking. I have no desire to drink. I stay committed. I actually hate alcohol and what it does to people. Um, so, look, I walk the walk. You can, too. You listening to Sober's Dope, Pop You Can and Love You All. Put God first. I'm over and out. Catch you guys on the other side. Peace. Some of you don't even realize you have unfinished business. You need to go back where you left off with a new perspective. Go back to the gym. Go back to the drawing board. Go back to the business. Go back to the relationship. Go back to the burning building. You have unfinished business. All you got to do is show up with a new game plan and a new perspective. You got to finish business. You have unfinished business. You got work to do. Perspective is everything. Let's go. I need you to hear me loud and clear. How you see this thing is everything. You cannot change the past, but you can change your perspective about it. You got to see this thing differently. Stop complaining about the divorce. Stop complaining about the job loss. Stop complaining about the relocation. Your viewpoint is your advantage. Thank you for breaking up with me. Here's what you did. You opened up another opportunity for somebody else to come into my life. Thank you for firing me. You gave me an opportunity to explore entrepreneurship. I'm not bitter. I'm better. Perspective is what changes the game. Not everyone needs to understand your true motives. Not everyone needs to understand your purpose. Not everyone needs to understand your mission. But the truth is, it's about passion. It's about discipline. It's about awareness. It's about accountability. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you got to be accountable for your actions. But are you prepared to grind it out? Are you prepared to dig a little bit deeper? Are you prepared to fight a little bit harder? Are you prepared to put in overtime? Somewhere along the line, you lost your footing, you lost your place. It got cold, too cold for you. And see, one thing about an achiever is rain, sleet, or snow, they keep building. But you have not sacrificed, you have not suffered, you are not committed. When you are committed, you give everything you have. Every single week, every single day, every single hour, every single minute, 720 hours a month, you are beating on your craft. Even when you're at work, you're dreaming, 
You're thinking, you're vision casting, you're writing it down, making it plain, communicating to your destiny connections so that it can become a reality. If you can see it in your head, you can hold it in your hands. But the question I want to ask you is, are you committed? Now it's time to grind. Now it's time to fight. Now it's time to believe. Now it's time to know that your success story has yet to be told. Don't sit back and have a pity party. Don't sit back and wait for an opportunity to happen. It is up to you to go out there and get the opportunities. You want success? Then go get it. You want to be better? Then be better. You want something more than what you have right now? Then you got to have the desire within your heart and go strong and go with everything you have. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know what you've been called to do, what you've been called to accomplish, what you've been destined to build, who you've been called to be connected to, but the dots will connect. Every single moment that you have is an opportunity of a lifetime. Are you committed or are you just contributing? The choice is yours. This time, make it personal. Hear my voice. Know that you do have some work to do. The work that you do will determine the outcome in the end. But do it in silence. The ones that need to be a part of your development, they will always be there. And the ones that doubted you I'm talking about the naysayers. Just simply say, shh, be quiet, because you have nothing to do with my success. You gotta give 110% and get it to a point where all you got to say is, You don't have nothing to do with my success. The noise that you making can't stop my purpose. The noise that you making can't stop my fight. The noise that you making can't stop my grind. Your noise is just empty. It means nothing to my success. I didn't get it overnight. And yes, I had many sleepless nights and I had amazing dreams of what I could become. Can you stretch yourself? Can you condition yourself? Come on, can you believe again? Can you see it again? Can you write again? Can you make this thing personal? That it doesn't start with the people connected to you. It starts with you. It doesn't even start with your past. It starts with where you are and where you're going. Can you look ahead? Can you stretch forth? Can you condition yourself? Can you prepare yourself for the next thing? Come on, make it personal. But you gotta work hard in silence. You gotta take it personal. I make this thing personal. So while you're sitting around 
second-guessing yourself, my beautiful people. Get back on your grind. Be productive. Keep your head up high. Stay in the moment. Live every moment. Move in silence. And from the bottom of my heart, conduct your business. You got to learn how to move in silence. If you are going to win the fight for your future, then you are going to have to master self-compassion. Face the conflict. Embrace rather than avoid challenges. And you don't give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. When you find yourself criticizing yourself, negatively comparing yourself to others, try to find inspiration in their successes and strengths instead of feeling threatened. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for health. You want it. And you're going to go all out to have it. Everybody gets knocked down. No matter how tough you think you are, you're going to fall. And when you fall, sometimes you fall real hard. But that ground is a hard surface. And I'm going to tell you something. It ain't going to move because you're laying on it. So you need to rise up and you need to rise above it and you need to start moving. Sometimes you have to back up and go within and pray and meditate and recharge your batteries. Go away, clear your head, and then come back and look at it from a different vantage point. Don't operate while you are under the spell or the effect of what's going on. Stop half doing stuff. Stop putting forth 50% effort, 60%. Look, stop. Do it right or just don't do it at all. Are you hearing me? Do it right. There's a lot of people walking around today. They have unchecked rage, unchecked aggression, unchecked anxiety, fear, insecurity. You're going to have to care enough about yourself to face it and find a resolve. You got to find out what's the next things you need to be doing. How are you going to push it to that level and go beyond it? How are you going to maximize your time? How much energy are you going to put into this craft? Everything you have, everything you are, everything you're doing, like it's, it's 78. And what I need you to do is I need you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, come on, quit, stop playing. I deserve to see what my life would look like if I gave 120%. Stay dedicated. you got to keep on pushing forward. You got to keep on fighting the good fight. You got to put aside the excuses. Because excuses won't lift you up. Excuses won't give you the power that you truly need. You've got to be willing to go against the tide. You've got to be willing to harness your will and say, in spite of this, I'm in control here. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm not going to let this destroy me. When you get knocked down, how long are you going to stay down? When you lose your job, when you lose that loved one, regardless if it's your husband, your wife, your child, whatever it is, do you have the ability to go through the hurt and the pain of that loss? Regardless of what you're going through, the best time you know that you are strong is when you're at the weakest point of your life. I want you to see yourself in your mind's eye and say to yourself, I love myself unconditionally and I forgive myself 
If I knew better, I would have done better. To win the war for your future, then you are going to have to master the muscle of self-compassion. When you are so far down that hole, you looking up and you don't see no light, but yet you know there's an end to this darkness. That's when you'll find out just how strong you really are. Just keep moving forward. If you think that you're going through something so bad right now, wait until tomorrow if tomorrow comes for you. Look at the person next to you. Look at people all over the world if you ever come in contact with certain individuals. And ask yourself, are they going through a lot more than what I'm going through? Because honestly, there are always going to be people that are going through a lot more than you're going through right now. Remember the past, but do not live in the past. Every mistake you have made up until this very moment, forgive yourself. With forgiveness comes freedom. You're going to have people to do things to you. Things are going to happen to you. And the most important thing to do is to harness your will and let it go. And move so you can grow. So you can get on with your life. It doesn't matter about what happens to you. What matters is, what are you going to do about it? This is a process, and you have to hurt just a little bit so you can understand what it means to be strong. So don't give up on your hopes. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. Strength, leadership, power, authority, guidance, patience, are God's gift to us as men. We have to cherish that, not abuse it. I prayed this morning to be a better listener. It didn't work so well. <laughs> it's we're human. You get back up. Yes, I've been high up on the mountain. I've been blessed. But that's a slippery slope. Yeah. And it's lonely up there. Yeah. You know, people don't know that side. We did not come this far to just break down and lose now. I'm a winner. I'm going to win. True desire in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you. Sit beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. Aspire to make a difference. So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, or you're nobody. Never give up. Without commitment, you'll never start. But more importantly, without consistency, you'll never finish. It's not easy. If it were easy, there'd be no Denzel Washington. So, keep working, keep striving, never give up, fall down seven times, get up eight. Ease is a greater threat to progress than hardship. So, Keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. See you at work.
When you're on a mission, you don't have time to be fighting meaningless battles. You have to be focused. You have to be intentional. And you can't allow the noise outside to get to you. I get it. You did everything in your power and you still came up short. And you feel like you can't take the pain anymore. You did everything you could and you still failed. You didn't win, but that's okay. It's okay you didn't walk away with the trophy. It's okay that you didn't walk away with your head held high. I get it, it happens. That's life. What do you want to be remembered for? It's time to get to work. So take a moment and take note of who and what you've been giving your energy to. Everything you do should be on purpose and aligned with your life's goals. It's your mindset that will get you to the top, but your mindset can also keep you in a cycle of starting but never finishing. If you're not careful, you will find yourself talking, planning, and analyzing, but never executing. It's time to get back in the game. Pick your head up. Get up! Let them talk. Let them think you're weak. Let them think you'll never succeed. Their thoughts do not define you. That failure doesn't define you. Your work ethic does, your drive does, your tenacity does, your relentlessness does. Winners are action takers. Winners take a hit and get back up. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to get what you want. You just have to have an inner knowing that you're going to do it, that you're going to make it, that you're going to cross the finish line. So stop talking about who you want to become and become that person now. Do you realize that you can step into your future self right now? You don't have to procrastinate. You don't have to wait until you feel like everything is lining up perfectly. Growth is supposed to be uncomfortable. So stop looking for comfort. Stand up. I know it's scary, I know it's intimidating, I know it's hard, but it's time. It's time to level up. It's time to choose to be great. Time to choose to be better. Let's go, it's time to win. I can recall saying time after time, why is everything so hard for me? From the outside looking in, it looked like everyone else was winning with ease. But I was bruised, I was broken, I was burned out. But I had it all wrong. I made my journey difficult because without even realizing it, I expected my journey to be difficult. In fact, when something came easy for me, I was nervous. I was nervous because I was not accustomed to winning so easily. I was accustomed to struggling. I was accustomed to being stressed out. And I'm not saying that you won't hit some difficult moments, but I am saying 
that you shouldn't commit to having a difficult life. You have to condition your mind to expect your situation to get better. And you have to remind yourself that those who are winning are no different from you. Those who win, those who go hard, those who crush their goals have no problem focusing on themselves and what they want. Many of us have been conditioned to put ourselves last. Many of us have been taught that it's our duty to make everyone around us happy. And what happens is you get so wrapped up in trying to make everyone around you happy and comfortable that you end up losing yourself. You end up losing your vision. You lose your drive. You lose your why. And guess what? That is not fair to you. You deserve to set aside time for yourself. You deserve to be able to say no and not feel guilty about it. You deserve to be selfish sometimes. This is the thing. People will sing your praises until you tell them no. Don't lose yourself trying to be who everyone else wants you to be. Don't lose your focus. Don't stop going hard just because people have something to say about it. If you continue to put yourself on the back burner, you will have to deal with the consequences of that decision. Don't keep saying you want something, but then when it's time to go after it, you've got excuse after excuse. If you want it, you have to go after it with all you've got. Don't tell me you want it. Show me you want it. Are you willing to put in that time? Are you willing to study film? Are you willing to run those sprints all the way through? Not halfway. You see, the game of football was created in the realm of gladiators. It was an arena of barbaric people chanting for the warrior who kills the most. You see, football comes from the same bloodline of gladiators. And when you step into that arena, oh, it takes a special man to step into that arena. Because when you step into that arena, you don't know if you're gonna walk out. You don't know if you will live after these 60 minutes. But that's what makes you special. That's what separates you from the normal. From the mediocre. Young King, you gotta display something that you already know you have in you. And that's the will to win. That's the will to be unselfish. Because football takes a certain mentality to play it. There's no better feeling in the world than smelling those hot dogs and hearing that band 
on Friday night. There's no feeling better in the world than walking out on Saturday with all your friends and family watching. See, what you do all off-season is what your season will be. And once you understand that king this game, it's not for nice people. Some play the game to just see the crowd. And others play it to make their bloodline proud. To take mama out the projects and put sister in college. To dress their mother up and give her the world. To one day stand outside of a beautiful home and say this belongs to you, mama. I ran those prints, I ran those heels, I broke my arm for you, mama. I kept running when I was bleeding. You, mama. See, mama, this game, yes, it's dangerous, but it teaches us how to be a man. It teaches us responsibility. It teaches us to go to class because without it, we can't do what we love. And that's play the game of football. Believe that you have enough. Take all that pain that you felt your entire life. And right now I'm talking to one of you seniors. Before you step on that field, take yourself back to that dark place. That place where you had no hope. And I want you to remember how far you came. And when you step on that field Saturday or Friday night, you look your teammates in the eyes and you tell them, we didn't come this far to only come this far. Royalty. You know, I thought if you were a good person and you do right by people, that people will take your kindness and, and give you kindness back. But what I realized is sometimes in this world, the kinder you are, the more they try to play you like a fool. I was delusional. I'm nice to you, you nice to me. Don't always work like that. Sometimes it's nice to me and I take advantage of you. So some of y'all, you delusional. I just need you to do me a favor. When you are delusional, you can never get the outcomes you want because you, the, the, the premise in which you're operating from is a lie.
So you got to work from truth. And some of us don't want to deal with truth because it's so difficult. E.T., you dropped out of school. E.T., you grew up in a certain community. In order for you to be able to do what you need to do like a Tony Robbins, there's some things that you don't have in your arson that if you can just admit you don't have it in your arson, then you can go get it. But until you admit that you don't have it, you'll never be able to do it. So I need you to be a huge favor. I just need you to be real. And the reason why a lot of y'all don't want to be real because some of you would rather be in a lie and at least have a lie than not have anything at all. You already know that job, you ain't about to, your boss ain't about to cash you out. You're just scared to quit and start your own business because you don't know if you're going to do well or not. You know you shouldn't. Come on, be honest. You know you still shouldn't be at that job right now. Let me see your hand. Let's just be real. Let me see the hand. You know you shouldn't still. Raise it high. Don't play with me. Raise it high. You still shouldn't be at that job, but you're delusional. That one day is going to be your day. That one day you're going to merge your job and your, your calling together. It's not going to happen. You're going to have to just leave. He gave me permission to say I am brilliant. I, yeah, I might be different, but I am brilliant. Yep, I might be loud, but I am special. He gave me permission. And so the first thing I want you to do today is I want you to keep saying to yourself, I am, I am, I am, I am. And for those of you who hadn't quite started yet, I am. And for those of you who gotten started, I am. Why? Because I can't believe that I started with a GED and that GED turned into a four-year degree. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. I am great. Listen to me, and I don't owe anybody an apology. I am phenomenal, and I don't owe anybody an apology. I am going to do great things, and I don't owe anybody an apology. I am. I was created to be great. I was created to do great things. I was created to have great things, and I will no longer ask others for their permission. I know that there were times that you wanted to give up. Times that you wanted to throw in the towel and quit. Times when life was so hard and it just seemed like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. There was a time in my life I didn't know what direction I would go. Believe me, that pain, that hurt, we all got to face it sometimes. It's only gonna get tougher from here. But you know, you are made tougher. Tougher than any other obstacle that comes your way. You didn't give up. You kept going. You pushed through. You kept your head held high. Every single moment that you have is an opportunity of a lifetime. The only thing you need to do is pick up your feet with every step you need to decide to take another. Walking through anything that comes your way. Every day when you get out of your bed, you got to start your day. You got to have the ability to rise up, to get up.
and move forward. When you walk out that door and you go about your day, no one understands what's coming, but you must continue to rise for each day that is given to you is that chance, it's that opportunity that you must hold on to. You're gonna have to have those losses. You're gonna have to fall back a few times, but you gotta keep going forward. When the wind is pushing you back, you gotta push through it. You can never quit.